Good evening all. Tonight, I have some true chilling paranormal and ghost stories for you all. So please sit back, relax and enjoy. Number one. I was at a friend's house for a sleepover one night. Their house was old early 1900s. Her brothers always said they saw an older woman in the basement. I just assumed they were being dicks. One night, I woke up to loud talking and could hear everyone in the kitchen. I looked over where my friend was sleeping and she wasn't in her bed. Assuming she had gone downstairs for breakfast, I didn't realise at the time she was actually in the bathroom. So as I walked down the stairs, the voices got louder. Just general chit-chat and I could smell bacon, eggs cooking. I could hear the bacon sizzle. But as soon as I touched the bottom step, all the sounds disappeared. There was no smell. I walked into the kitchen. All the lights were off. Stove was cool. Nowhere to be found. I went back upstairs to find my friend as I walked up the steps. She was coming out of the bathroom. I told her what had happened and she told me I was dreaming. The next morning, I was up before her so I know she never mentioned it to her older brother but he scolded us for being so loud in the kitchen so early in the morning. That house just gives me the creeps. They moved. Whoever it was moved with them also. Their new house still gives me the creeps and multiple people have seen the older lady in various parts of the house. Even new friends who haven't heard about her before can describe what she looks like. Number two. I worked at a movie theatre for a few years in high school. Throughout my time there, I was always told of the ghost names Fred who haunted Screen 5. There were always weird things happening in that theatre. Screen randomly flickering despite changing projectors. Colder in there than anywhere else. You know, stuff like that. The doors to the building would randomly open and close sometimes too. The story behind Fred was that he was an old custodian who worked cleaning the theatre overnight. He was very religious and kept a rosary with him. He died of a heart attack and somehow his rosary ended up hanging next to Projector 5. A few years later, the theatre remodelled and one of the managers took the rosary as a joke. On his way home, he crashed, his car rolling down a ditch, leaving him with some moderate injuries. The very next day, the rosary was back hanging by the projector, with no one knowing how it got there. Number 3 
My family and I had just moved into a new house and I began getting these reoccurring dreams where I would enter into a dark square room with only one door at the other side, nothing else. I could always feel this dark presence behind me, but I was always too scared to look. I usually woke up just before I entered through the first door, but there was one night where it was different. That night, I stayed in my dream long enough to enter through the first door. Nothing happened. I looked around the second room. It looked exactly as the first. There was nothing around except for a door at the other side of the room. I could feel the dark presence following closely behind me as I made my way to the door. As I entered the third room, I noticed there was no door at the other side. I quickly turned around to try and run back to where I came from, but the door slammed shut. Suddenly, I feel several sharp stabs piercing through my back. I woke up then drenched in my own sweat. As it was summertime during the period I had these reoccurring dreams, I went out to the pool a lot with some other neighbourhood friends. Shortly after I had that dream, I went swimming again with said friends and they pointed out a huge cluster of marks on my back. I went home and did the two mirror thing to view my own back and sure enough, there it was. This was nearly 15 years ago and the marks have faded quite a bit but they are still visible. Number 4 Growing up I would live with my mother during the school year and live with my dad during the summer. I would say when I was maybe 5 or 7 was when my dad ended up meeting my stepmom and they ended up living together at my stepmom's place. The house that she lived in had been, I guess, owned by their family for 196 years at the time. It's an old house out in the rural America. All I knew was that it was old as shit. The earliest memories I can recall from the first summer I ended up staying there, I just had this eerily feeling over me constantly and especially during the evening and night time like that of a decaying feeling the only way I could imagine describing the feeling is that of someone being told after 20 years of a what they felt was a happy marriage suddenly their spouse is divorcing them and it's final the sadness hurt anger and other emotions that would follow is what I felt in that house, except it wasn't a separation of marriage that caused it but of death. Something or someone had died in that house a long time ago and refused to move on, regardless if time and other factors would move on with it. That's how it felt to me. Anyways, 
Fast forward a few years later. My stepmom becomes pregnant with my second sister and my dad's first daughter. So, in preparation, they ended up having an addition put on the house so they can have their own place and my future baby sister could have her own place. Meanwhile, my stepbrother and I shared a room. I didn't live there year round so it made sense. That's when everything started. I just remember when we came back to live in the house after the addition was put in. It was immediately exciting to see the big changes that had been done to the house and see how they were going to set up the room for my future baby sister and all that jazz. The first night back there, I honestly think changed me. I used to, before then, was a heavy sleeper to the point I would snore and would wake everyone else up before myself. Today, I am such a light sleeper, it's disgusting. I just remember waking up one night and the room was particularly dark and instantly fear just set over me. Just to give some brief background info on me at the time, I was probably five foot something and weighing a hardy 170 pounds probably. I was a fatty growing up. And I had a confidence that at that age that made me feel that I was strong and to be reckoned with. Oh God, watch out world, here comes the fat seven year old, he's dangerous. That was the first time that I just felt so scared and defenceless. I didn't know what to do. Like something was just there, looming over me in the dark and watching me. Wanting to make me feel unwanted there. Over a period of weeks, this feeling would come and go every other night and was so bothering some nights that I eventually would sprint and end up sleeping on the floor in my dad and stepmom's room. They absolutely hated that. Though sure enough, a month later, I overheard my dad and stepmom talking and come to find out my dad had also been having sleep issues as well. He was telling her house he'd just have this feeling come over him like every night of someone standing right in the middle of his torso, a cold feeling, and would leave him alone. Makes sense why he suddenly started to forget to turn the TV off at night to give some sort of distraction from what he knew and what I knew our minds would turn to when we would lay down at night. To top it off, my stepbrother at this time began to have an imaginary friend that would play toys with him. My stepmom decided to ask my stepbrother one day about his special friend and wanted to know about him. I guess he was an old black man and knew my stepmom somehow. My stepmom and all of them are black. My dad is on the opposite side of that colour spectrum. After trying to figure out who it could possibly be, my stepmom's mother said if it could have been an actual person from the description and other random details, it could have been her mum's grandfather. Cool. I think the eeriest thing about his friend he had too was that he had one particular toy he loved to play with 
and conveniently enough, it was some electronic toy that had like a person or a creature in a box. But when you press the button, it rumbled and would make noises saying, Let me out. And help. I actually do remember witnessing it go off on its own, even without batteries. I think the climax of this for me was one night I remember hearing a toy go off in my sister's room. Oh yeah, they had the baby and she's a couple of months old at this point. And the feeling in my gut, God help me. I thought it was so unique that one, only I woke up and heard this, and two, everyone was dead asleep. I figured I would ignore it and I would eventually stop and I could go back to sleep. Well, I didn't. If I could have guessed the time of which this was going off, it had to have been at least for 20 some odd minutes non-stop going off. I would quietly yell to my brother from across the room to see if he would wake, but nothing. So with all the fuck it's left in me, I got up and quickly ran into a room and I started throwing each toy out of that toy chest, one after another, till I got to the bottom and saw the toy that was making all the racket. When I grabbed it and tried to find a switch to turn it off, it did that thing that would happen in some sort of cliché ghost movie. It turned off. I noped so fast out of that room and into my bed and under the covers, I was such a mess. Maybe 10 minutes after that, my baby sister lets out a blood-curling scream that of something I would imagine a person would make if they were having a limb cut off against their will or their life was in danger. Luckily, that woke my parents up and they ran in there to get her. After this happening, three to five nights in a row, like clockwork, they decided to sleep with her in their room. My saving grace was that summer was finally over and I had to go back to living back with my mother for the school year. I guess while I was living with my mother, some more things had happened there to a point my stepmom ended up asking my stepbrother to tell his friend to go away. He's not welcomed here. Apparently, that pissed him off but ended up agreeing and leaving. Since then, I don't think I felt anything with that house anymore. Ever since that summer though, I've never been able to fully get over it. I'm such a light sleeper now, and other than my mother's mum dealing with spiritual things, mysticism in her youth, I can't think of any reason that why it happened particularly to me and my dad. Apparently my dad had some weird things happen to him growing up according to my grandma. So that does it for our ghostly tales. If you enjoyed, please like and comment and tell me which story was your favourite. And if you're new, please subscribe and hit that bell button so you get notifications when I upload. Thank you. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.